Hey everybody, welcome to the Cali Traveler Podcast Show. I'm your host, Paul. Once again, welcome to the Cali Traveler Podcast Show. I'm your host, Paul. Two years ago, I got an opportunity to come and study in Thailand, and I had an opportunity to study abroad when I was younger. I was 16 years old, and I got selected to be part of an exchange program in Australia, which... So for the past two years, I have been living in Thailand and been studying at Assumption University of Thailand for the past two years. Would have been during summer in the U.S. and winter in Australia. Unfortunately, I was... My parents didn't let me go to Australia. So when I got the opportunity to come to Thailand and study, I decided to take it. I wanted to take on a dream that I had when I was young. Now that I'm 27, make that decision for myself, decide what I want to do with my life. So I did it. I ended up applying at Assumption University of Thailand, which by the way, Thais call it ABAC. For the rest of the podcast, I will be referring to Assumption University of Thailand as ABAC. So I got my acceptance letter from ABAC and I got my visa letter to give to the Thai embassy. After doing everything I needed to do on my end, I went to the Thai consulate of Los Angeles and I applied for my visa. I had to go at eight in the morning, which is when the consulate opened up. I went in there, talked to the staff. I gave them the paperwork for my visa. I gave them my passport and they told me to come back at around 3 p.m. So I'm in LA. And what am I going to do to kill time? Go sightseeing. So I went around Hollywood and visited the same places that I always go to whenever I'm down in L.A. And then finally the afternoon came. I went to the Thai consulate and I got my passport and I was so excited because I had my visa and realized, you know, this is getting real. So I had a few weeks until I was going to be moving to Thailand and I told my family, I told my friends, and they were happy at the fact that I was finally chasing an opportunity that I had many years ago and was finally going to take this opportunity. On the 17th of July of 2018, I leave home. That morning, I went to the airport, said my goodbyes. I'm just thinking to myself, you are about to make the biggest decision of your life. You are about to go live abroad in a country that you have no idea about the culture, you have no idea about the language, you have no idea about the people. So I took this time to really think about it. You know, I could have gone home beyond that point. Okay, I've already done everything. I could just turn back and go home. Well, I just told myself, let's do this. Let's try it out. If it doesn't work, you can come back home. I got on that plane and we're taking off and I can see out the window that we're taking off and I realized, oh shit, like, this is really happening. And I was very excited. I'm just sitting in my seat most of the times. You know, I got up when I needed to stretch, you know, typical. But most of the times I was just in my seat and I was watching movies over and over again. Primarily, I was watching Star Wars The Force Awakens and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse numerous times. This was a very long flight, approximately 13 hours from San Francisco to Wuhan, China. Many hours just flew by. Felt like it was taking forever. Well, I keep looking at the interactive map on the onboard entertainment system that's on the back of each seat. It's just a touch screen and 
they have like a remote where you can play games and they have like a headphone jack and everything. So you're set for the entire flight. And I saw that we were crossing over the international date line. And it was my first time outside of North America. Okay, I've been to other countries. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Canada. But when I crossed the international date line, I just told myself, holy shit, you're on the other side of the world. You're no longer in the Western Hemisphere. You're now in the Eastern Hemisphere. So I'm just watching this map every hour or two and seeing where we're going. And I see we're flying over Russia. We fly over Japan. And we flew really close to North Korea. But thank goodness that pilot ended up flying due south. And we flew over the island of Jeju in South Korea, over Japan. And finally, I could see that we were starting to approach China. About four hours later, they announced that we're about to land in Wuhan. We land in Wuhan, and now I'm even more excited. I'm really tired, you know. Just got off of a 13-hour flight, but I was so excited because it was in China, which is a place that I've always been fascinated with. I was really young. I had a fascination with Chinese culture, and I always wanted to go to China. So I get inside the airport to see out foreigners. And I am one of the few that actually spoke a little bit of Mandarin. So I greeted the immigration officer. I said, Ni hao. Me in Mandarin, he said, Ni hui shuo zhong wen ma. Can you speak Chinese? And I said to him, Wo hui shuo yi di er zhong wen. Wo da zhong wen shu bu hao. Which means I can speak a little Chinese, but my Chinese is not that good. And then I had to take my fingerprints and go through the immigration and they gave me a temporary entry permit, which is just a temporary visa that grants me entry into China. Now, I do have to share with you some information about this. So the temporary entry permit does not allow you to freely travel across China, only within the city that you're going to be departing from. The TEP can have a validity of anywhere from 24 hours to 144 hours, depending on your layover. But it will specifically say on the TEP when you must depart from China. And if you try to leave the city where you're going to be departing from, just to do some sightseeing, you're going to run into some legal trouble and they could suspect you of trying to enter China illegally, which technically is the truth because you don't have an actual visa. Depending on the country that you're from, and depending on whatever their visa agreement is with China, not everybody's the same, but I'm speaking on the end of a U.S. passport. So I get to my hotel, which was called the New Beacon International Hotel, which luckily was not that far of a walk. It's connected to the airport, so it was out of my room. Most hilarious part was I learned that hotels in Asia use a key card for electricity. I was trying to turn on the lights in my room and I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I called up a friend of mine in China. And so I asked, what the hell is wrong with my room? I said, the lights won't turn on. And they're like, they gave you two cards for a reason. One of them you put in the electrical slot. Oh, okay. So I understood. And after that, lights came on and my room came to life. It was absolutely beautiful. It had like one big bed and then had a balcony. 
a table with two seats. I'm assuming it was just a table for like tea. Because some hotels in Asia, particularly like places like China, Korea, and Japan, will have tea rooms. My hotel room, I ended up going to KFC. <laughs> Out of all places, I went to KFC. First time in China, and I ended up getting American fast food. Honestly, KFC in China and the U.S. is very similar. There are some things that are different. The one thing I've got to say that I was disappointed in was that there was no biscuit. But, you know, menus change wherever you go. You could have French fries in one country, but then it could be a small side of corn. After that, I went back to my hotel, tried to get some sleep, woke up in the middle of the night. I was sad. Like, it finally hit me that I was so far away from home because I had a dream about my family. I called my family up, tell them that I missed them, and they said that they missed me too and told me not to give up. And there were times that I had thought about just saying, fuck it, I'm going to go back home, deal with the pressure. But I pushed myself, and I told myself, you've already come to this side of the world. Why don't you try to at least one semester try it out? If you don't like it, you can go home after the end of the semester. So then the next morning, I get on the plane. After dealing with a nightmare at airport security at Wuhan Tianhe Airport, so they scanned my bag about three to four times, and airport security asked me, "Nio Dalma," which means, "Do you have a knife?" And I said, "Mei Dal, I don't have a knife." But then she pulls out this small pocket knife. Basically, it's a Swiss Army knife. What I had, and totally forgot that I had it in my bag. And then I just told myself, "Oh shit!" And I literally had the U.S. consulate on speed dial because the U.S. has a consulate in Wuhan. So I was just ready to call them just in case. The worst was going to happen. They were taken to jail. But luckily, didn't have that issue. And after that, getting my bag, and I got the hell out of Wuhan Tianhe Airport. Got on the plane, took off. I felt relieved because I realized that probably the worst of this trip is over. Get on the plane, flying over Laos, Vietnam, and finally we touched down in Thailand. And how did I know we were touching down in Thailand? Because I saw from the window that Cars were driving on the left side of the road, so I knew that we were finally in Thailand. Oh, I get off the plane, get to immigration. The only question the immigration officer asked me was, "What are you doing here?" Explained to him that I was a student at ABAC, and that was the end of that. But I can say this: overall, my experiences here in Thailand have been absolutely amazing. I've dealt with good days. I've dealt with bad days. Who hasn't? I mean, everybody deals with those kind of days, no matter where you're at in the world. But I can say that the one thing that I had extreme difficulty with within the first six months of living in Thailand was the language barrier. I mean, I couldn't even get gas for my motorcycle. I will say, I've been so whole back crop, which means I would like gas a whole ninety one, please. Which, when you're in Thailand, the two unleaded gasolines that are widely used are gas a whole ninety one. And gas a whole ninety five. Whereas in the U.S. it's unleaded eighty seven, unleaded eighty nine, and unleaded ninety one. We don't use ninety five in the states because because I didn't know how to say numbers in Thai and how to say the gas in Thai. So I would point, and people still wouldn't understand. But then I started to slowly learn Thai. So now when I go to the gas station, but other than that, I've had. Many wonderful experiences. I've met a lot of amazing people from all walks of life, and many places around the globe. Here in 
Bangkok? I would have to say probably my bad experiences here in Thailand would have to be in certain areas like Nana, like where you see prostitution and, you know, they'll try to harass you just because you're a foreigner. And I've dealt with those before. But other than that, that I would say would be the bad end of my experiences here. But everything else has been good. It's not good for the environment. And the U.S. has very strict environmental standards. Now, the one really cool thing about Thailand is I have tried international foods here that I never even had back home. For instance, shabu shabu, which would basically be Japanese hot pot, is really popular in Thailand. I will get it as much as I can. I discovered, surprisingly, Ethiopian food. So there's a YouTube vlogger that I really like, and her name is... And she did a story of an Ethiopian restaurant in California. Only one day, I thought, oh... Ethiopian restaurants, see if they have any in Bangkok. And I was surprised that they did. And it's in the district I was just telling you about called Nana. A lot of expats live in that area, particularly from the Gulf, from Egypt, Ethiopia, from places like Lebanon and Turkey as well, in the Levant. Quite amazing just to see all walks of life in Smina. Never ate it in the States. And I ate it here in Thailand for the very first time and absolutely loved it. This neighborhood. So I tried it and absolutely loved it. I would have to say that if you live here in Thailand as an expat, you need to be extremely careful on the roads. Unfortunately, last month I had a motorcycle accident, especially if you're riding a motorcycle. And I broke my collarbone. My advice to you is if you do decide to drive here, get a car instead of a motorcycle. But if you cannot afford a car and you absolutely have to have a motorcycle, make sure you wear a helmet, which don't wear any helmet, wear a helmet that covers your entire face so that way you're protected. Make sure that you have a jacket. Don't get a jacket that's too heavy and don't get a jacket that's too light. You need to get one that's in between. This will prevent you from getting abrasions on your upper body. And also, I recommend wearing pants and closed-toed shoes, such as sneakers, boots. This will really help you if you get into a motorcycle accident. Now... The one thing that I've got to say that I absolutely love about Thailand, especially Bangkok, is low cost of living compared to back home. So back home in the States, you would be paying, depending on what city you're in, so I'm from San Francisco, whereas in Thailand, you'd be paying anywhere from 120 to about $300 a month. But again, depending where you live and the size of your place. But cost of living here is quite cheap. The only things that I have to say are expensive would be imported goods. But every country, imported goods are always going to be expensive just because of tariffs. When it comes to like nightlife, I don't really go out that much. I haven't partied or anything like that here in Bangkok. You know, I leave that to the tourists. You know, I'm here as a student, so for me, I could care less about partying. But other than that, I have just had a wonderful time. I have met some amazing people. And you know... I actually have once considered Bangkok to actually be my home and future of my career, but you know, we just have to see where life takes you. And my advice to all of you that decide to move abroad, if you get the opportunity to move abroad, I recommend taking it. If you don't take it, you're going to regret it the rest of your life. When I took this opportunity, it was the greatest decision I ever made in my life, and I hope that someday you all will get to experience. Podcast can be heard weekly on my YouTube channel, so subscribe to Cali Traveler 93 as well as liking my Facebook page, Cali Traveler 93 and the podcast will be available on Spotify and other platforms.